This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington, and it's in both parties. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. Now, of course, this puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. Be sure to visit AFR.net or wherever you get your podcast to hear past episodes. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Welcome to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. Glad to have you with us today. We're going to cover many, many topics today on the show, but before we do that, I want to uh, remind you of just a few things. Uh, Number one, you can always visit our website, AFR.net. You can always visit our website, AFR.net. Also, you can uh, check out my Twitter page. Uh, Just type in Walker Wildman on Twitter. And, of course, we have a YouTube channel where we post the audio of the show each week. So various ways to keep up with the show Exposing Washington. But I wanted to remind you, uh, mainly uh, the goal of the show each week, and that is Exposing Washington exists to expose the deception that plagues our nation's capital and help Christians stay informed about government. So that's what we're going to do each week. We're going to expose the deception, and we're going to help Christians stay informed about what's going on in government. So that's what we're going to do here on the show. As I mentioned, you can always visit our website, AFR.net. Jumping right in to uh, some of the topics that we're going to talk about today, the uh, Republican, uh, well, the Democrat, first off, the Democrat, Democrat National Convention just wrapped up this past week. And really, it was a it was a week of bizarro world. I mean, that what went on at the Democrat National Convention was so out of touch with what's going on in America, it was almost as if we were watching a comedy show. And the hypocrisy that the Democrats are responsible for is not really, that's not new that the Democrats many times are hypocrites, and Republicans can be hypocrites too, but it's that the Democrats are totally either they're oblivious to their utter hypocrisy or they just don't care that they're hypocrites. One of the two, and I don't know which one it is because I'm not in the mind in the mind of a Democrat. But just to give a few examples, The Democrats had multiple speakers over three or four days, and let me just mention a few and then give you a little backgrounder. So the Democrats had, well, former President Bill Clinton, who who has been accused of sexual assault, and he's been accused of rape, but he's also been widely known that he had sexual relations with Monica Lewinsky in the Oval Office. 
There are also reports, and there's actual evidence, that he hung out on multiple occasions with Jeffrey Epstein, the known pedophile. And remember, this is the party of the Me Too movement, in air quotes, the Me Too movement, where we have to give women a voice, which who's against that, right? But Bill Clinton, one of the chief offenders of the Me Too movement, is one of the main speakers at the Democrat National Convention. So that's Exhibit 1, or Exhibit A. Exhibit B is how Elizabeth Warren, Senator Elizabeth Warren, spoke at a breakout session for the Democrats, and guess what the breakout session was about? Native American history. And so here Elizabeth Warren is, which she's like one one-thousandth Indian, which is basically not Indian at all from an official standpoint. So she lies on her college application. She lies on multiple documents claiming that she's Native American. And then the Democrats let her speak at the Native American caucus breakout session. I'm telling you, you can't make this stuff up. Then Michelle Obama comes into play, and she talks about how President Trump is putting kids in cages, when in reality, it was her husband who built the cages. It was her husband who built the fencing, which is a more proper term. He built the fencing on the border to keep illegal immigrants in until they can be processed. And so the Democrats are completely out of touch with reality. Another example, and I'm going to play a clip here. This is a clip of former Vice President Joe Biden's son and his daughter, both of them, talking about how great Joe Biden is, how trustworthy Joe Biden is, how faithful Joe Biden is, how Joe Biden just has courage on and on and on about how virtuous Joe Biden is. Let's listen to clip one. Uh, this, let's listen to the uh, Joe Biden clip on from his son, Hunter Biden, and daughter. I'm Hunter Biden. And I'm Ashley Biden. Joe Biden is our dad. And Bo is our brother. We want to tell you what kind of president our dad will be. He will be tough. And honest. Caring and principled. He'll listen. He'll be there when you need him. He'll tell you the truth, even when you don't want to hear it. He'll never let you down. He'll be rock steady. The strongest shoulder you can ever lean on. He'll beam with pride every time you succeed. He'll make your grandkids feel that what they've got to say matters. He'll treat everyone with respect, no matter who you are. He'll get up no matter how many times he's been knocked down. He'll be the worst enemy any bully ever saw. He'll be the best friend you've ever had. He'll love you with all of his heart. And if you give him your cell phone number, he's going to call it. How do we know? Because he's been that way our whole lives. Well, there you have it. That is Hunter Biden and Ashley Biden, the son and daughter of Joe Biden. And if you just listen to that 56-second video or audio, 
And you would think Joe Biden is the greatest thing on earth, the greatest person on earth. And they completely ignore the horrible policies that Joe Biden has supported for 47 years in Washington, D.C. They leave out that many of the times Joe Biden doesn't even know where he is, what he's doing, who he's talking to. And so this is another example, Exhibit C, of Democrats being completely out of touch with reality. And speaking of Joe Biden being in Washington, D.C. for 47 years, let's listen to Steve Scalise, a congressman from Louisiana, on Fox and Friends this week talking about how Biden has been in, 50, in Washington for 50 years and hasn't really fixed a single thing. Clip one, let's listen. Well, Joe Biden's somebody who's who's been on the wrong side of a lot of issues, you know, and, and, and he might put his arm around you and laugh and chuckle. And, and of course, we've seen that's gotten him into trouble, too. But uh, ultimately, you've got to look at what he said and has he delivered. I mean, for all of the list of things that he said he would solve, every problem in the world's going to be solved. He hadn't solved any of them in 47 years in political office. Well, there you have it. Pro- Vice President Biden has been in Washington, D.C. for 47 years and really doesn't have much to show for it. And that's what's so ironic, if you will, about this entire campaign is you have really a bunch of career politicians who have been in Washington for decades And they're all talking about how we need to fix the system. We absolutely have to fix the system. The system is broken. It's corrupt. It's bad. We've got to fix the system. And here, these are the same folks who have been in Washington, and they're the ones that are supposed to have already fixed the system. And so what's going to change about Washington and what's going to change about the Democrats if you elect them into the Oval Office? Nothing's going to change. It's going to be the same old, same old failed Democrat policies going on in our country. And talk about failed Democrat policies. If you look across the country... Many of the cities, virtually all, 17 out of 20 to be, to be most, more specific, this dates back to 2020. June 27th of 2020 was when this article was published, and we'll post it on our podcast page at AFR.net, but this is from PJ Media. But they're talking about all the surveys and all the research that show basically the most dangerous cities to live in. And the top 10 are all Democrat-run cities. Los Angeles, New York City, Dallas, Texas, Atlanta, Chicago, and the list goes on. 
some of the worst-run cities in America are Democrat cities. They're Democrat-run cities, Detroit, Michigan, and they've been run by Democrats literally for decades. But all of a sudden, if you elect more Democrats, then things are going to get better. If you elect more Democrat policies, then things are going to get better. And I think people across the country are waking up to this. I think they're waking up to the reality that what what we've been doing, I'm talking about people who've been voting for the same old Democrat policies for decades, what's been going on just is not working. The cities are failing. And so it's time to try something new. It's time to try something different. Let's listen to clip two. This is Tucker Carlson talking about the same topic about how Democrats have been running cities for decades and have made things much, much worse. Clip two, let's listen. Democrats now control nearly every major population center in this country. So the question is, how are those places doing? Have things gotten better in, say, Chicago or Detroit or Baltimore or Gary or Birmingham or name the city? We're not going to answer that. We're going to leave the reporting on that to you. Just Google the name of any major American city and see how life is looking for the people who live in those places right now. They did what they were told. They voted the way Kamala Harris wanted them to vote. Did life improve? That is a fair question. It's the basic question. It may be the only question that matters. Well, there you have it. There you have it. And the evidence is right before us. The evidence of failed Democrat policies is right in front of our eyes. When you look at the cities who are seeing horrendous spikes in crime, they're Democrat-run cities. And just to give you a more specific breakdown... of the top 10 most dangerous cities to live in based on, on, on violent crime statistics, listen to this. These are all run by Democrats. New York, New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, Houston, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Memphis, Tennessee, Detroit, Michigan, Dallas, Texas, Phoenix, Arizona, and Baltimore, Maryland. Those are the top 10 most dangerous cities to live in, and guess what? They've all been run by Democrats for decades. That's a fact. But if you watch the DNC convention, you're not going to get that. If you watch the DNC convention, and if you watch CNN, you're going to think that everything's just going great. If the Democrats are in control, everything's just going to go great if you'll keep reelecting us. And another example of how the media is going to push this narrative, no matter what, at all cost. Let's listen to clip five here. What this is, is this is CNN contributor Van Jones basically admitting on national television after Joe Biden's speech on Thursday night about how the media was going to spin and the, and the talking heads were going to spin Spin Joe Biden's speech 
as a great speech, regardless of, actu- of whether it was actually good. Clip five, let's listen. We just wanted Joe to get out there. So, you know, sometimes when he gets out there, you're afraid he's going to make a mistake. He's going to have a gaffe. The, the set expectations are just so low. And then he came out there and he gave an extraordinary speech. Uh, it, it, listen, first of all, it's very tough just to do the biography. It's very tough to do policy. Very tough to do attack and contrast. Almost impossible to do all three well. He did all three well, and it was authentic. It was an extraordinary speech. And we were prepared for it to be a terrible speech. As long as he didn't embarrass himself, we were going to come out here and praise it. You don't have to make nothing up tonight. Joe Biden (laughs) did that thing. All right, folks, there you have it from Van Jones himself on CNN right after Biden's speech. Quote, the bar was so low, end quote, that's what he said at the beginning of, this, uh, of, of his segment. And then at the end of his, of, his, of his talk, he said this, as long as he didn't embarrass himself, talking about Joe Biden, as long as he didn't embarrass himself, we were going to come out here and praise him. And so this is why you can't get, you can't expect a fair shakedown on the mainstream media outlets. They have an agenda. They have a narrative that they want pushed. They want it accepted amongst the American populace. And that agenda will be pushed. The talking points will be repeated at all costs, no matter what. No matter what reality says is actually going on, what is actually happening. And that's what's wrong That's what's wrong in large part with our country because people are being misinformed. I saw a survey put out by the Washington Examiner a few weeks ago. And it was basically asking the question about how many people, this is is put out to the public, how many people were affected or were hospitalized and died are infected and and hospitalized and eventually passed away from coronavirus. And the, the public responded to this question with numbers that they thought were true that were absolutely way out of line with reality. For example, from this Washington Examiner survey, Many in the public thought that 20% of America's population had been infected with coronavirus. 20% of America's population had already been infected with coronavirus. When in reality, that number is way, way, way below that. And then the second question was... How many Americans have died from coronavirus? And the respondents said 9%. 9% of all of America have died from coronavirus. When that is absolutely so far out of, of tune with reality. But the reason these folks were answering these questions, they thought they were right. They thought they knew what was going on. 
But the reason they were answering these questions so out of whack is because they've been watching CNN and all these other fake news outlets, and they're falling into this lie that America is in a doom and gloom situation because of coronavirus, when that's really not true. But the media is perpetuating this narrative so that they can beat Trump. So it doesn't matter what the truth is with the Democrats. It's all about what they're saying. It's all about their narrative. And here's why. They want all of us, they want the American populace to only look at talk. They don't want us to focus on on actions. They're all talk and no actions. Because if you look at their actions, you'll realize that they're not really doing anything good for America. And they're doing everything bad for America. But if you listen to their speeches and you watch CNN and you listen to Van Jones, you would think that everything is great under Democrat control. When in reality, it's horrendous under Democrat control. Shifting gears a little bit, but staying kind of focused on the DNC convention, I want to play clip four here. This is Atlanta mayor talking about how People are risking their lives just to get out and cast a vote in America. Clip four, let's listen. There are those who are disgracefully using this pandemic to spread misinformation and interfere with voting, forcing many in 2020 to still risk their lives to exercise their sacred right to vote a right that has already been paid for with the blood, sweat, tears, and lives of so many. So let's stand up for our children, our children's children, and for this great democracy that our ancestors worked to build, and let's vote. Well, there you have it. Americans are putting their lives on the line to go vote. Voting is one of the most important things you can do as an American citizen, so I'm not making light of it. But to push this narrative that voting is dangerous, is is putting your life at risk, is insane. These are the same folks that are fine with hundreds of thousands of people all across the country rushing the streets, protesting, rioting, looting and committing domestic terror on our streets. So that's fine. That's not dangerous. Everyone can do it. The coronavirus doesn't go after people who are protesting and rioting and looting. But if you're going to vote or you're going to church, your life is at risk. Your life is at risk. I would actually say that what the Democrats are doing there, what the Atlanta mayor is doing, is voter intimidation. They are trying to intimidate voters to not turn out at the polls by pushing this fake narrative that somehow going to vote is dangerous. I think it's only dangerous to them if you don't vote Democrat. I think that's what they're trying to get at here. If you're going to vote anything other than Democrat, well, then it's too dangerous and you should stay home. But if you're going to vote for the Democrats, then come on out or mail in your ballot. 
or mail in your four ballots because after all, who's checking? Who's checking? Speaking of mailing in your ballots, over the past few weeks, the Democrats and the media have been pushing. You notice I use those terms interchangeably, Democrats and the media. It's because they work hand in hand. The, the media, they are the, the mouthpiece or the talking or the, the microphone, the megaphone for the Democrat Party. These major media outlets, along with the big tech companies, they exist now. to push whatever the Democrats want, whatever the talking point for the day is, whatever the talking point for the week is, these companies now exist to push out these talking points. And one narrative that they're wanting you to buy into is that somehow the U.S. Postal Service is being hijacked and taken over by President Trump and his cronies and that they're breaking down the the systems of the post service so that your vote can't be delivered by mail. But what they won't admit is how horrible the U.S. Postal Service has been run for decades. The U.S. Postal Service averages a $400 million loss each month that they operate. Just this year alone, the U.S. Postal Service is projected to lose $9 billion. $9 billion. And so you have a... U.S. Postal Service that has had troubles, has has had management problems for years, and then coronavirus comes along, and the Postal Service is having some delays for various reasons that are above my pay grade that have nothing to do with Trump or the election. And the Democrats come along and hijack the truth, hijack the narrative, and they're trying to make you believe that President Trump is destroying the U.S. Postal Service. When actually, the gentleman running the Postal Service, the Postmaster General, he's actually trying to do some reforms to the U.S. Postal Service to make it more efficient and to make it to where it actually doesn't lose $400 million a month. But anytime someone comes in and tries to fix something that the Democrats and the Washington elites have messed up, they get they get all mad. Because after all, the status quo, we got to keep it. Even if it's bad for America, bad for our country, and bad for our citizens. Exposing Washington, American Family Radio. Check out our website, AFR.net. And we'll be back next week.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.